It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off, for <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny. That's the music that usually happens. Uh, David Zunzu Kirscher, running ones and twos like a champion. Also, Mike Spiegs, the big Spiegs, Spiegelman, LFMNOAT. Uh, oh my God, I watched a movie this week that I feel like we need to watch on LFMNOAT. It's called, it's actually, it's a three hour movie. It's too long. We have to take in bits, but it's BBC's. Brave New World that was done in 1981 with Bud Court, and it's fucking horrible. <laughs> I feel like it would be so much fun to watch it on your amazing show. Mike Speaks running the door. Yay, here we are. Yay. Hey, uh, it's Capital. Boom. Getting it done. I, uh, hey, one of the fun things 
about doing a fresh 10 every week is that I get to talk in front of Scotto. He's in the back there and get to tell him about things. No, I mean, this has been a weird week. This is a weird week for me because I realized what I really want to do as a human being. Like if I could distill my whole world to like what I actually want to do, I want to be a philosopher. There's nobody else. Socrates, nobody just wants to think. He didn't even actually write anything down. He just thought. Can I just think? I love thinking. Does anyone else love? No one else is. We're Americans. We don't think anymore. Is that what happens? We're just, no one else likes to think. Just me. I like to think. I'm a thinker. I just want to be part of a think tank. I'm like, that's a thing? You can just sit in a room and think about things? Oh, shit. How do I get this job? Oh, wait, I can't. I'm a lady. <laughs> like when Socrates was talking about people thinking he wasn't talking about women because they weren't people. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad you guys all agree. I just love reading Nietzsche because I know how to read. Yay! No! When you get to the part of Thus Spoke Tharasustra and he's like, yeah, beat the old woman with a cane. If you meet an old woman in the street, you better have something to whip her with because she is going to fuck you up. I know Sandra Risser is on the bill tonight and she will fuck you up. If you meet an old woman in the street, you better have a cane to whip her with. That's Thus Spoke Tharasustra. Yay! Does anybody else love old texts that subjugate women? Just me? I love the Bible. Anybody else raised with the Christian? No? Cool. Yeah. No, you didn't do the thing. I love, like, now that feminism is a thing so I can, like, go home at night and, like, finger my butthole and read the Bible and be like, what's wrong with this text? <laughs> like, anybody else, like, worried about... No, it's cool. There's there's two books in the Bible that have to deal with women, and I'm so excited that God gave us the opportunity to like know what's wrong with us. It's so awesome. Uh, but there's Esther and Ruth, and I love the book of Esther because like she becomes queen and she saves the entire Jewish people. That is crazy. Matt Watt, do you know anything about the Jews? Do you know about Esther saving the entire Jewish people? Mmm, and that is absolutely fair enough. Like, I'm okay, I'm, everything's gonna be okay. Actually, I told a person today, and you might say, what the fuck does that mean? Don't walk in front of me, I may not follow. Don't walk behind me, I may not lead. I'm a socialist, I'm so glad that the Jews are just walk with me. Can we hold hands and be friends? Everyone deserves health care. Yay. No? Cool. Not those poor people. Eh, fuck them. I mean, if they've already started taking fentanyl, I mean, let them kill themselves, right? I mean, we're Republicans now. No? We care about people still? People are people. Are people people? Does it matter? Like, who's a, who's a person? Like... I was thinking about this all week because of, you know, philosophy and shit. If there's a baby on the tracks and there's a whole train full of people, what do you do? Do you like sacrifice the whole train full of people or do you murder the baby? You murder the baby. Like it's so easy. Is that not easy? Is that like a, I just want to be part of the fascist state that's moving into the future. No one else. Cool. I was I have had a thought a long time about like um, fascism and um, family planning, and I feel like if you've had more than three abortions in three years, 
it should be no problem that a dude like comes up to your house and he's like ding dong and you're like hey and he's like hey. and then he shoots you in the arm with the depa bravera <laughs> you just stop having baby can we just no one else wants an iud mm, no that's cool no it's not an ied it's not something explosive that will blow up inside your face nay no it's a it's a it's a copper pool sweeper in your uterus to keep all the dead babies out is that what pool sweepers are for? Does anyone know? I mean, I used to live in Danville, so we had a pool sweeper, and I think it was to keep out the dead babies. Like, no. Okay, cool. This is safe abortions are way better. Good stuff. No, I wanted to talk today about equality. God, you know, I'm so excited about equality because I can finally objectify hot 29-year-old men. Like, it's so good. People say, oh, feminist, for years, I was, I was a confused feminist for years. I was like, you shouldn't look at titties or see women as objects and we're real people. And I'm like, no, the beauty of feminism is that we get to objectify equally. Hot man candy, no one else? No, nobody else watches World Cup. That's fine. People are like, oh, you just suddenly picked up soccer as a thing you like to do. I'm like, I'm over 40. <laughs> are you, what are all the other, okay. How do you objectify men, like secretly in the closet with your playgirl? Like, pff, <laughs> fuck you. They're like, oh, this is the way we objectify men. No, just make them hot and sweaty and gross and like, just pull up your teeth just a little bit. I mean, I watch a lot of soccer now for like three seconds of when they just pull up the, do you know, like when it, sometimes they wipe their face with it and sometimes they have something underneath and you're like, fuck you, with your undershirt. Like really? You wipe your face with your jersey and you got an undershirt on? Fuck you, dude. Like really? What do you think we're watching? Like, sometimes they have a long sleeve and they accidentally take both things up and you're like, oh. I joined an Instagram this week. His name is an Icelandic player. No one else loves Iceland. It's okay. Iceland actually makes the best looking people in the entire world. <laughs> it was so fun this year at World Cup because Iceland was in and Björk got to do the play-by-play. -play. Don't let poets lie to you. <laughs> it's my Björk voice. I'm very proud of my Björk voice. It's more about objectifying men. Yay! I really am excited about feminism because I really think it's about equality and I really think about equality is objectifying equally. And for all of this time, we've been like, men shouldn't look at women's boobs like that. But like 180% side boob is hot, right? Like you cover the nipple and you get the whole side boob and that's enough, is that enough? Matt was like, it's not enough. I need her nipple and her twat. No, I mean, I, mean, I guess if you can stretch it down that way, that's some weird late MILF porn, I guess, because your boobs have to stretch. That happens when you're old. You're young. Wear a bra, seriously. <laughs> I used to run, I used to be a runner, and I used to run, this is funny, because I actually had a dream about it last night of being in high school and nobody liking me, but at the time, I used to, there was a, we had to run from Danville to Alamo and back. It was a four mile run, and I wasn't wearing a bra that day, and I went on the run anyway. And that's why I feel like now that my boobs look like sad, sappy triangles. It was that one run when I was 14 years old. It was all that gravity. <laughs> no, no one else. It's, 
I don't like being on top now because I feel like I've, I feel like my nipples when they hang down they look like these weird triangles of it's just they're they're perky when they stand but in like the <laughs> just saying I don't know where my sexual prowess comes but I think it comes from my one wonky fin like a, I have a I have a Nemo fin I have like one really long vaginal fin and I have one like weird like wonky fin it's fun it's like it's weird to play with it it's like more purple because of course I play with it more or whatever so it's like weird but I feel like that's where all my sexual prowess comes from just like Nemo when he was like fighting the sharks it was like his, his like retard fin that like made it all work right and I feel like that's what makes it all work I'm like just work with the retard fin <laughs> So I got one winged butterfly made of thickly sliced roast beef. Anybody else old? That's cool. I don't dye my, I, that's a whole thing. They're like, oh, you gotta bleach your parts. I'm, what? Like, I just learned how to shave my twat. Like I didn't know for years that you were supposed to actually shave all this part. I thought it was just like the top stuff. I was married and a Christian and very confused for many, many years. So I had no, and I never watched porn still. And I'm like, you're supposed to what? Like you're now, and and sorry. Now I try, but I can't even shave because it's so scary to get down there with razors. I gotta like take scissors and like pull it up, and it's so sad because so much of it is silvered at this point that I feel like I should make something out of it. Like if I could, like weave like a. a I wish I knew someone who like dealt with dead animals or something like a like a weird, someone who did something with weird dead mice or whatever, like, and, and, but I could take my pubic hair and I could make it into a wig to be on the mouse that was like in a position like this or whatever. Like, I'm so into that. I want to like donate my pubes to guys in college so they can fuck with their friends. You know what I mean? Like, like I want to take my pubes and put them on like, tape and sell them to high school and college guys so they can like stick it on their friends faces and be like you got a pube stash man you could never grow anything cool look everybody came in I was just talking about clipping my own pubic hair and putting it on double stick tapes so that we could put it on people's faces in like college and shit cool good ideas I think that's a good idea I have all kinds of good ideas but I'm never gonna win the motherfucking science fair who won the science fair here I see winners in the room. I see no winners. No, no one won the science fair. Did you? Uh, thank God. I was hoping there would. You want to believe you won the science fair? I'm the same way. Like I have, and I have so many great ideas, but I'm never going to birth any children from my twat because, like, I'm scared of being fat. <laughs> but I, I mean, I have these great ideas. That was really intimate. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that out loud. But uh, they're like. I have all these ideas. I just need to abduct a fifth grader so I can win the science fair. Like, I am such an alcoholic and I drink so much. And so I feel like in the mornings, you know, when I go and get my eight ounce glass of water, 36 degree water, and then I pound it, and then we, maybe it takes 22 minutes before I vomit, but this time I vomit into a cup, and we have the small child take the temperature of the water so we can figure out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. <laughs> Does anybody else want to, anybody else study chemistry? So important. We can have graphs, we can fucking win with like the three thing in the side. He's like, oh, this morning it took 23 minutes and it was 78 degrees, and this other moment, like what so what's happening with my body ha <laughs> it's fun small children they're gonna learn uh also how many natives do we have here from san francisco who rides the muni any muni riders 
Oh, yes, my people. So I need a fifth grader so that we can find out if the nine actually gives you chlamydia. <laughs> you know? Like, what is that liquid on the 22? <laughs> We're going to get some swabs and some litmus paper. We're going to put it together. We're going to find it all out. I'm very excited to see which bus is the most disgusting. Uh, the, the last way that I'm going to win the motherfucking science fair is that um, I want to use my body in the way that God intended, right? Like, not to have babies, but to create breast milk. And I've read enough blogs that if you pump long enough time, you can do it. Like, if you're going to have a child, you're going to, like, adopt a child, you can make yourself make breast milk. And the reason I want to do that is that I imbibe so much marijuana that if I create breast milk, I feel like we could make TH cheese. <laughs> We're going to win the fucking science fair. It's 22% fat milk. We're gonna turn it into cheese and we can feed the vegans, right? Because vegans want consent-based milk. This is all consent-based milk. It is a person saying, I'm giving milk to the vegans. And then you pump their boobs and it has weed in it and then they get high and it will melt like real cheese. Can we save the vegans together with my breast milk? Can we do it? I think we can. I think I'm excited for TH cheese. I think millions of dollars are coming by the way of Mutiny Radio. Yay! We're all here. Thank you for listening to my jokes. We have an amazing show up for you tonight. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I don't have any real TH cheese yet. I just want this to happen. Like, I am so ready. <sighs> have the technology. You can even use, you don't even need to use like, there's like fake like Renin now or Renit, so you can make, anyways, it's, I don't want to get too hard into the, you're uh, first, oh, we have to sing the song, and then we bring up the people. If you know how the song goes, you sing along, if you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. <laughs> If anyone has weed tonight, we're totally cool smoking it, unless anybody's not cool smoking it. Anybody not cool smoking it? We're all cool smoking it. Yay! M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come to my clubhouse? Yay! I'm so excited. Yay! We're all here. It's Mutiny Radio. Uh, all right. We have a ton of comedians, and I'm excited, and I didn't make a list, so I should feel like I should go around in a circle, but I'm going to go first with a guy who was hosting for the entire time for happy hour and what a champion uh he's also up next week he's 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 a mutiny radio champion champion all around put your hands together for john gab yay fuck yeah you guys holy shit what's that chow mein let me get some People tell me I look like a lot of things. I get that a lot. You know, mostly people tell me I look like Action Bronson. That's true. But more specifically lately, people have been telling me, you look like Action Bronson if he was raped by Coachella, the music festival. Or maybe Outside Lands for a more uh, local reference. Yeah, that's true. I do look like Action Bronson. But, like, if you're a fat white man with a beard, you pretty much look like, we all look the same. We all look the same, you know? And it's like, a lot of people say, you know, you like grow a beard to hide the fat in your face, you know? It's like a, like a fat block, hide shield hider. 
I'm trying to grow my beard out to cover my whole body. That's what I'm working towards. It's just going to be like a fucking beard and some shoes and my eyes and my stupid ass earrings poking out the side. That's all you're going to see. I'm going to do my stand-up like that. I'm going to look like the Tasmanian devil. Do you guys get those uh, wish list ads in your Facebook feed? No, I'm the only one. I'm the only one getting those fucking fees. You know, the like the company that sells like meth pipes for three dollars, like from fucking China and your thing. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of ads from them recently, but I'm like starting to get a weird vibe from them. Like I think uh, I think my wish list ads think that I'm a rapist because the ads that I've been getting are like getting really specific. You know, like the other day I got ads for like purge style masks you know like a clown mask like a richard nixon mask like one of those clear round like masks that's like clear but it has the like lipstick and the eyebrows which is somehow the creepiest fucking mask it's a creepy as fuck and then like more recently i got ads for a bunch of tarps and there's one of them that was like a camouflage tarp I was like, wow, so it's like extra help like hiding the body, I guess. <laughs> and they're like eight fifty too. I was like, that's a fucking great deal. Like I'm gonna buy those. No, eight eight dollars and fifty cents. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'll got Yeah, eight hundred dollar tarp lined with gold leaf. It has Elvish written in it, it's embroidered. No, and then the other day I got some ads for like lawn equipment. Like a shovels, like different shovels with like an engraved handle for like twelve dollars. I don't know. They say like Facebook listens to you through your app, like while you're using it. I think that I think that might be true. I think it knows. You guys like ever eat spicy food and then realize only after you started masturbating later you didn't wash your hands all the way? Is that just me? Am I the only one that that's happened to? Because that's happened to me more than once. Like, I'm not going to fucking lie to you guys. That's happened to me more than once. I've gotten jalapeno dick before. Uh, what if, if you guys were going to have sex with a, a type of food, what kind of food would you like to have sex with? What kind of food would you fuck? Pam, what do you think? You're going to have sex with cream cheese? That's a f such a good answer. I'd love to see that. <laughs> like how that works. <laughs> like shoving cream cheese in. Danielle, I want to know what kind of what kind of food would you have sex with? She's right, like a, like a cheesecake. Like a cheesecake, something soft and cheesy. Mark, I bet you have a good answer. <laughs> what kind of food would you like to have sex with? Like <laughs> 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 Stupidest thing that's that's like a giant core. You're just banging your dick into like a hard fucking fruit. So maybe just like a pile of cut mango. Maybe that. Maybe that. That might be good. No, just the mango itself. Just like cut a hole in it, hurt your dick, go to the hospital, don't have health insurance. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. If I was going to have sex with some food, I think I would choose uh, lasagna. I feel like that would suit me well, you know? I'm like a nice Italian boy. My mom would be proud of me. And like lasagna, you think about it, it's like nice and like saucy, you know? It's 
got a, like a rich meaty sauce a lot of noodles in there you know and like when you think about it a lasagna really is just a spaghetti cake you know what I mean it's just like a cake made of fucking spaghetti that's true shit <laughs> Do you guys know that uh, chimps were allowed into space before women? That's true shit. I learned that the other day, and I feel like that's the most American thing I think I've ever learned in my entire fucking life. And like, in the 60s, the Russians shot a golden retriever into space. That was fucking nuts. What? His name was Troika. His name was Troika? Oh shit, I didn't know that. I thought its name was Cosmo. Because they, they, Marvel Comics made a comic about the dog that the Russians shot into space. And his name was Cosmo the Space Dog. And he was a golden retriever with an astronaut suit. And he got hit with cosmic rays while he was out there. And, now, and he became telepathic. So he's a psionic golden retriever in space. And what is actually interesting is he was, he's a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, you guys. I think they might be gearing up to have him in number three. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a, a story. Uh, several of you were, were here at this, and this is something I'm working out. For those of you that have never been to a show called The Sweet Spot... It was a, a show that is no longer running. It was a, in the top room of a strip club called Crazy Horse. It was an interesting room. It was run by a man named Daenerys. He is Daenerys DeRosa. He's a great guy. And the, I only went once. And when I went, Mr. Mark Neuer was there. The lovely Pamela was also there. So there were some, there were some awesome people there. Who else was there was the famous porn star Holly Hendricks. Some of you are, might be familiar with her work. I'm guessing, Matt, you might have looked her up. No, you've never heard of Holly Hendricks? It's <laughs> a great response, dude. That's so good. Well, Holly Hendricks was there, and she was booked out for the weekend, right? So they suggested, hey, why don't you go down you know, and like watch before the, the mic starts? So me and maybe two other people, like no one was really that interested in seeing it. I was interested. And the, the, the stage, for those of you that have never been to the Crazy Horse, uh, is much like this with a row through the middle of the place and then seats on either side and then theater seats in the back. So fun thing about the sweet spot is you would smoke weed up in that room. So I'm high out of my fucking mind, and I go wandering into this little like strip club room where guys are just fucking, the greasiest dudes are like throwing ones. This chick's already doing her thing. She's doing like naked somersaults like down the fucking middle of the thing. So I sit down and I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm approaching it from a high comic who's about to do comedy, and everyone else is like stroking their dick. Wow, my beard is electric, apparently. That was weird. So the, I, I start watching. This woman puts probably, she at one point gets on her back, and she shoves probably $10 worth of singles into her asshole. Yeah. She then takes them out and starts handing them to the front row of the audience. 
Like, Willy Wonka's golden fucking ticket. These guys are, like, taking it and, like, I'm going to fucking take this home. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put it in my fucking study. My wife's never going to see it. And I fucking got it. I got it, the fucking golden ticket. So then she gets on her hands and knees, right? She's on her hands and knees. I'm fucking, I'm, I have tears in my eyes. I'm laughing so hard. She starts putting singles into her mouth. Yeah. So she starts shoving $1 bills. She gets probably $14, $15 worth of singles into her mouth. And I start having uh, like sympathy gag reflexes. So I'm now gagging, looking at her. I like that is first of all the, what, the grossest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. But I, it went it went further because at, at this point she's proceeded to do the coup de grace where she got on her back and asked the men in the audience to come and shove money up inside of her, <laughs> just like this. And they came and swarmed this little hundred and probably nothing pound woman. So this woman was flanked by six gentlemen who shoved probably $35 worth of singles into her. I am having an aneurysm. I'm like the only one, I'm fucking in the stratosphere watching this. Like I'm so high, I'm out of my body and I'm watching this woman become like a human piggy bank. It's fucking crazy. And so she starts taking them out. She realizes there's a couple she can't get. Okay, hold up, hold the fucking phone, like, because the show's still going. She's a fucking showman. This woman is a professional. I want to stop the fucking show. So what happens for a stripper woman who gets money stuck inside of themselves? Who covers the, the like, health, the deductible? Who, like, is that the club's responsibility? Like, what is the workman's comp situation for, like, getting money stuck up inside yourself while you're putting on a show? And if I, that wasn't enough, she at some point summoned two Giants tickets from inside of herself. And then the show became who's going to get, who's rowdy enough to get a pair of Giants tickets. All right, guys, that's my time. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you. Give it up for Pam. she had Giants tickets in her twat. That's the only... A's tickets now are worth more than Giants tickets just recently. It's exciting. Uh, wow. The only thing I have to think about gag reflexes. I mean, Lori Rognerud, she barfed in second grade in front of me and I threw up on her backpack. And boy, was that embarrassing. And her name was Lori Rognerud. I, she's friends with me on Facebook now. She kept it as her middle name because... You know, whatever patriarchy. But uh, I've, I've seen her, and she has kids now. And I'm like, oh, do they have sympathetic hurling too? Does everybody else puke when other people puke? No, just me. It's cool. One time, I was sucking a dude's balls, and I had so much wine that I threw up wine in my mouth with his balls there, and then I swallowed it again because I didn't want to be uncouth. <laughs> Thank you. And we were at my house, and it was my sheets, so I'm not gonna like, like red wine barf on my sheets, nay. I would rather, come on. What would Martha Stewart do, right? Like some people have that like, what would Jesus do ring, and I'm like, what would Martha Stewart do? She'd swallow that shit. Your next comedian, probably, I don't even know who's next yet. We should, we should do a Rochambeau for it. Yeah, you wanna go up? Are you, why, why does your Facebook say that you're a poet? 
am I am I is there another Aditya Shankar that who's poet I'm totally tagging the wrong people because there's a poet yes I tagged him today (laughs) 14 times Aditya Shankar spelled the same way but a poet it's cool no one listens wants to listen to my third poem about abortion either but like the joke let me tell you people love it uh your next comedian hey he's gonna make you guys laugh i guess he's not a poet <laughs> put your hands together for aditya shankar yeah hello everyone yeah i'm not a poet unfortunately sorry guys um so my family comes from like a pretty conflict-ridden region of the world right pretty big clash of cultures people kind of always arguing whether the border was drawn the right way and stuff you know, like right on the edge of New Hampshire and Massachusetts, right? I mean, we just cannot decide who owns Vermont, you know? It's like, um, no. Uh, no, but I am from the Boston area originally. I kind of have like the stereotypical Boston story, right? Like my family came over from Dublin back in like the 1800s, right? No, I'm kidding, obviously. No, they came over on the Mayflower, actually. Uh, I guess they thought it'd be good to have like a translator or two with all the Indians here, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. Um, no. Uh, no, but there were some stereotypical parts of my upbringing in Boston, right? Like a lot of parents in the Boston area. My parents really wanted me to grow up to be like Matt Damon, right? I mean, man, was he good at math and Goodwill Hunting? I mean, <laughs> my parents were really hoping, right? And it didn't work out so well. Um, no, but I'm living out here now, and. I feel like everyone around here is just trying to maximize their productivity all the time, right? Uh, Which is why I don't understand all the animosity towards Muni, right? I mean, do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop Muni ride, right? Like, on my way to work every morning, I'll finish the season of The Wire, teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin, right? Like, like the other day between Powell and Montgomery Station, I saw a receding hairline, right? And it's not that I saw a guy with the receding hairline, right? I mean, I literally saw that hairline take a step back, right? I don't know where to go here, yeah. Um, Like, if physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't know what is, right? Because you can just check that box off for the day, right? Aging, (laughs) done. Um, But when you look around on the train, you can kind of always tell who reads those productivity self-help books, right? Because always just be like that gunner taking their morning dump on the train, right? Right? And meanwhile, you're like, come on, man. Like, this isn't Bart, you know? Like, come on. I think that was the title of the book, though, right? How to Win Friends and Influence People While Pooping on Muni, right? I think that was, that was it. No Dale Carnegie super fans here? No? <laughs> Danielle, maybe? Yeah. There's always a couple. There's always a couple, yeah. Um, and if you're sitting there saying, oh, come on, people don't actually poop on Muni while well, you've never been on Muni before. <laughs> All right. Uh, I get, so a lot of people, like they see an Indian guy living in Silicon Valley, right? They always just assume like, this guy must play for the Warriors, right? Like every time. Um, I mean, I do in my dreams where I'm also five foot 10 and can digest milk, right? But it's kind of kind of the extent of that. Uh, I did really want to be a basketball player when I was a kid though, uh, but my parents wanted me to be an amateur comedian. So here I am. Um, but uh, people would always tell me as a kid, you know, like Michael Jordan got cut from his varsity basketball team as a freshman, right? So don't worry, don't worry. It's like a big deal. I got cut from a co-ed rec league, you know, right? <laughs> Last week. It's like, maybe I should worry a little bit, right? A little sense of urgency wouldn't be so bad. 
Do you know what it's like to get cut from a team whose only requirement is have fun, right? <laughs> like I, I sprained my ankle during the team huddle, and they're like, you know what, you're making this less fun for everyone else. <laughs> you should probably just head home. That's why I'm kind of done with all these, you know, everyone started from somewhere stories, right? Like, did you know Usain Bolt couldn't even walk at one point? <laughs> or did you know LeBron James was once the size of a basketball? Right? <laughs> like, who is that helping, right? <laughs> nah, uh, basketball wasn't really for me, though. I could tell the cooler kids in high school were playing the more physical sports, right? Like football, wrestling, speech and debate, right? Like, <laughs> no. Um, no, I was on the speech and debate team, though, uh, which really left me with some lifelong skills, right? Like, to this day, I'm very comfortable talking in front of others and very uncomfortable talking to women, right? It's like, <laughs> really, really just stayed with me all these years. Uh, I used to participate in this event where we'd like simulate the U.S. Congress, right? So we'd kind of just sit around and do nothing. It was a very, very authentic, authentic reenactment. Uh, I used to tell girls, instead of telling girls I was on this debate team, I'd say I was on the forensics team, right? Because I heard girls just love detectives or something, right? Like every girl's dream guy is an investigator on CSI New Delhi, right? Like, like, like that's the dream, right? Yeah. I'm kidding. I wasn't talking to girls in high school. No. <laughs> um, you guys all watched the World Cup last month, right? Yeah, Pam was watching the World Cup. Yeah, uh, America not in the World Cup this year, unfortunately. India also not in the World Cup. Uh, India has never been in the World Cup, actually. Right? Right? Country with over a billion people can't find eleven guys <laughs> to beat Croatia. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean. There are buses in India with a higher population than Croatia, all right? <laughs> like, I mean, there are buses, bus, there are buses with a higher Croatian population, <laughs> right? Like, and people tell me to calm down. They're like, oh, Aditya, don't, don't like Indians do really well in the spelling bee every year? I mean, it's like, sure. But Croatia still sends a team, you know? Like, I mean, they lose, but they show up. <laughs> um, I was feeling a little under the weather recently, and a bunch of my friends were like, you know, uh, you just got a common cold, right? Could someone please tell me what an uncommon cold is, right? Like, you know that cold you got there? Very exotic. You should, uh, <laughs> yeah, you should hold on to that one, right? Yeah, you're like sneezing out like schnitzel, right? Like, no, nah. yeah, sneezing in German, yeah. Um, yeah, that was all there. Uh, you, all, you all know uh, Michelangelo's statue, the David, right? Right? You ever realize that's just a 16th century dick pic? Right? Like, right? Thousands of people visit Florence every year just to see an unsolicited sexual advance, right? Just like Renaissance era harassment, you know? Right? I always imagine that, uh, that David asked um, Da Vinci first, but Da Vinci was like, no, I will not exaggerate your proportions of man. No. Sorry, that's just for me, I guess. Sorry. Um, where was I going? Oh, um, I was hanging out with some friends the other day, and they were all like, you know, it doesn't matter what we do as long as we're together. Right? It's like, are you sure about that? I don't think anyone's ever been like, you know, I am so glad we did this group colonoscopy together. <laughs> like, what's yours look like? <laughs> or, you know, I don't normally enjoy these clan meetings, but being here with you has made this one just a delight, right? <laughs> or this TGI Fridays? Somewhat bearable, you know? <laughs> Only a little worse than the clan meeting. 
Is that not a is that not a fair comparison? TGI Friday is the clan being tough being tough on the clan. <laughs> Uh, I originally wrote that joke as a ISIS meeting instead of a clan meeting, right? But that kind of freaked people out, right? They were like, he might not be kidding, you know? <laughs> kind of scare people. Uh, I did, like, uh, on the street the other day, I got one of those, um, you know, go back where you came from, right? Which was, like, super thoughtful of the guy, right? Like, how did he know I was missing Boston, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> or you'll occasionally get, the, you know, like, go back to Pakistan, right? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, actually, I'm Indian, right? Like, that'll show them, right? Like, as if any racist has ever been worried about their factual correctness, right? It's like, oh, you're Indian? Oh, you know what? I'm so, you know, that is completely different. You know what? You stay right here in America, right? Don't you go anywhere. Like, I may be a bigot, but I do my homework, all right? Um, I feel like if some, like, racist did do their homework, right, I might actually, like, oblige their request. Right? If they were like, you know, go back to the South Indian state of Tamil Nadu, I'd be like, you know what? That's pretty good. <laughs> I'll be on my way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I am a, I'm a Hindu, though, guys. Uh, and in Hinduism, we have like millions of gods, right? We have God of music, God of education, God of music education, right? <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah. No god of soccer, though, right? <laughs> go figure, go figure, right? Um, yeah, Croatia's got like three gods of soccer. <laughs> um, no, but, but the best part about Hinduism is that uh, is reincarnation, right? Because I can pretty much claim anything about my past, right? Like, yeah, I've had a lot of sex, probably, like, back in like the first century. <laughs> And if that's not true, then one of these lives, it's gonna happen, right? <laughs> and it's also the only religion where you can claim you've earned your privilege, right? Like people say, do you realize how privileged you are to have been born in America? It's like, hey, 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 in my previous life, I was a virgin cactus, okay? I fucking earned this, all right? Um, but at the end of the day, Hinduism is really just my escape hatch from Islamophobia, right? Um, like you wouldn't imagine the sigh of relief when you tell some white people that you're a Hindu and not a Muslim, right? It's like when they find out the mole on their back isn't cancerous, right? It's like, oh, thank God, it's just brown and hairy. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up there, guys. All right, thanks. Aditya Shankar, brown and hairy, yay! We've learned to like body hair now, I think. I think we don't have the, I don't know. Bears are a thing, right? We like body hair. I like, I mean, mm. right? I know. I know, like, that's the whole thing is I feel like the whole shaving industry is just Gillette trying to make money. Like, what Razor started in, like, I don't know, 1904, and now they, like, run all our lives? Fuck those guys. I say, no more shaving. <laughs> like, why are we... With you shave very nicely. I well no, just your face. That's very nice. I don't show my legs, so you can't see my I'm just lazy. That's the only reason. I mean I applaud men who shave you shave your face looks like uh, every day too. That's very nice. It's very considerate. I guess. I don't know. Like I don't I like beards. I like hobos. I like the old hobo days when they were like running the rails. Like the guys, that, you know, right? like 
They're, they're, now they call them felons. Uh, just like your next comedian. He's not. I'm joking. He look, He's so edgy. Your next comedian is, I think, the edgiest. And like, edgy. He's going to talk about abortion, dead babies, stuff like that. It's going to be fun. Put your hands together for Matt Watt. Yay! We're here. <laughs> you know what's funny about that, Pam? I actually am a felon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I know much, so much about jail. <laughs> uh, so, does anybody have that problem where you just have like too much money? You know, you have like so much money that your pants start to sag. You know, like so much money that you can't even fold it. Nobody? Yeah, I have that problem. It's mostly because uh, all of my money's in change form. <laughs> so rest assured, if you invite me over, I am digging through your couch cushions. <laughs> Broke as fuck, guys, if that's not apparent. Um, can't pay rent right now. It's real tough. Struggling at the moment. Uh, my landlords are really breathing down my neck about it. And I'm like, get off my back, mom and dad. Fuck, right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some people tell me, you know, uh, you know you're pretty lucky to be living with your parents in this economy. You know, rent's high. But they do charge me rent, so now I'm broke and I can't get laid. <laughs> Shitty. And like people tell me, oh, why don't you just go to the chick at your fucking's house? I don't think her boyfriend would like that. <laughs> this is not a huge fan of me. <laughs> uh, so, I've been having like a string of bad luck as well. That's why I'm so broke. Uh, my car's been towed twice since I've been working in San Francisco. It's been broken into. I built it out of jail on multiple occasions. And it's not even a black car, guys. <laughs> I think I might have left the hood up, though, so maybe it was profiled. <laughs> yeah, that joke's woke, man. <laughs> Have you ever met somebody who was too woke? It's like, lay off the meth, dude. Uh-huh. Misdirection. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, so, uh, <laughs> like, I'm pretty progressive, as you can tell by my jokes. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you can, like, I was so happy when I heard that they were making brown and uh, black emojis, right? That's cool, right? Equality. I'm all for equality. And I'm still waiting on my pink eggplant. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You guys didn't shy away from the black jokes, so let's uh, try some Jew jokes. <laughs> uh, have you ever walked into a, a Foot Locker and thought to yourself, 
this is the most upscale Holocaust museum I've ever been in. <laughs> so yeah, I said before that my car has been broken into. I almost parked back in that same spot the other day, but I thought to myself, hmm, I don't think so. It's bad juju, right? And then I thought, can you even say bad juju anymore? Like that's can't, that can't be politically correct. And then I thought, do you think that that's what they said to Jesus as they were whipping him? Bad juju, bad juju. All right, those are my Jewish jokes, guys. <laughs> so yeah, people get really offended easily nowadays. You can't say anything, right? Like the other day, I said YOLO to somebody. You only live once. Got offended. Started freaking out on me. He was a Hindu guy, though, so I just learned something about that from this last guy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you guys know what the, like, one problem with white people is? No, the one problem. <laughs> we just need a rebranding. Right? Like, think about it. You know, like black people, they have all these cool names for themselves, like brown sugar, Nubian princess. Like, I get hard just thinking about the word ebony. Like, what do you think of when you think of ivory? Dead elephants? We've ruined it. We have nothing, guys. White people have nothing left. No? <laughs> All right, you guys aren't feeling that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, have you guys heard about the Bart murderings, right? It's pretty heavy shit, right? I, for one, I'm just kind of relieved that I don't look like this particular white guy for once. I, I tend to look like every murderous white person out there. <laughs> I either get that or the guy who has to tell you he moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> Uh, the other day, a guy told me my name sounds like uh, like a superhero's alias, right? Matt Watt. And he said, uh, you should have like this cool superhero name like White Lightning. And I was like, hmm, white people can't use lightning bolts anymore. <laughs> so yeah, on the rebranding issue, right? Fucking... We need to come up with something a little more approachable. Like uh, maybe like friendly ghosts? Hmm, no. I think we've also ruined ghosts. Fuck you, KKK. Whole genre of fucking Halloween costumes out. <laughs> so uh, there was a guy up here earlier, he was talking about sex dolls. Yeah, and uh, did you guys know they're making child sex dolls? No. Yeah. It's supposed to be a deterrent for sexual offenders. Right? I don't think that shit's going to work. Because I buy my cat chew toys shaped like mice and birds. But his eyes dilate every time he sees the real thing. <laughs> it doesn't stop him. <laughs> so, yeah... I think guys who say no homo are like closeted homos, right? It just seems like an unnecessary deflection. 
It's like uh, if I was like, hey, sir, you have a beautiful son. No chomo. Which, for those of you who haven't been to jail, it means child molester. <laughs> Wouldn't you automatically assume I'm a child molester? <laughs> I was like, yo, Matt Watt loves the kids. No chomo. You would all uninvite me to your kids' birthday parties. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, like I said before, I'm fucking broke as shit. I'm basically homeless, right? Uh, it's cool. I have a Durango, so I'll have a roof over my head, people. Don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> but I seen this homeless lady the other day, and I thought, it must suck that much more to be a homeless woman, you know, because you still have periods. Like, tampons are not fucking cheap, guys. I don't know if you know. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, that lady would have to time her cycle to synchronize it with the first of the month in order to be able to afford those fucking tampons, right? She's practically begging for menopause at this point. <laughs> that way she doesn't have to buy any more tampons, and then she gets that little bit of warmth that night from the hot flashes. <laughs> uh... So, uh, <laughs> so has anybody ever blocked somebody on their phone? Yeah. You know, I find it like super liberating. Oh, I meant, I meant liberal, you know, like a one-sided conversation the other person's not allowed to respond to. <laughs> Speaking of liberals, have you guys noticed that like a lot of these like liberal celebrities are killing themselves by hanging? Like Anthony Bourdain, what was it, Kate Spade? And like that just seems like a lot of time to be like almost dying. So you'd be reconsidering like everything in your life, right? Like reconsidering hanging yourself for one. And like maybe like your views on guns at that point. Could have made this shit a little quicker. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, speaking of liberal suicides, uh, any Robin Williams fans in the room? I fucked with Robin Williams, watched all of his movies growing up. I seen a quote from him the other day, and it was basically saying, you know, uh, even though there's bad things happening in your life, if you just look around you, there's all kinds of good things going on that you might not have noticed. And which is cool, that's a good sentiment. Like, I feel like that's good life advice. I'm not sure I wanna take life advice from a guy who took his own. Life, that is. Right? Whatever advice that guy took did not work out for him. This doesn't seem practical to take that life advice, right? All right, fucking. <laughs> you guys been through the Robin Williams tunnel yet? Yeah, I've been through it recently. Uh, they say in order for your wish to come true, you have to hold your breath and wrap your belt around your neck. <laughs> Jerking off is optional, uh, but once you get to the light at the end of the tunnel, there'll be a genie there to grant your wish. That's my time, guys. I'm Matt Watt. Yay, and if only I could quote that whole 
uh, song from Aladdin. <laughs> Jump ahead of the moment, whatever it was. I don't can't remember it. Yeah, I do. I do like to think about Kate Spade though, because you know she. I hope she hung herself with her own scarf. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was so cute. You know when they found her, she looked so cute. <laughs> her own scarf. I don't know. I don't know how she did it. I know that's really not cool. Your next comedian is super cool. Uh, he's going to make you guys laugh. I'm super excited because he is a super French and I am going to try to pronounce his name in the way that your, your people do, you know. Are you? I thought you were French. Dan Daniel Medimenixo. This is not a French name. Well, this is an Italian name. This is crazy. I don't understand. It's crazy. Everybody put your hands together for Danielle, yay! Yes. <laughs> that is the best misleading introduction I've ever received. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> It's true. It's uh, well. The, the the French name is very very similar to, to yeah. To your defense, it's true. It's fine. Uh, yeah. My name my name's Daniele. Uh, it's Italian. I'm I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm originally from Italy. Um, uh, I'm actually gay in Italian. Uh, in case you were still trying to figure out, is he gay or just European? You know, with me, either way, you're right. Either way, you you really can't go wrong with that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, I. Um, I, I consider myself a, a very, you know, very lucky uh, gay man. Like growing up, my family was super supportive of my coming out. Um, I actually prefer calling it my gay mitzvah. It's a, it's a better term for it. It's uh, you know, it, it's when a boy becomes a queen. You know, it's. <laughs> Uh, we, we do it. We do it a little different. We do, we do, we just stomp on a mimosa glass. That's fine. It's fine. It works. Stomp a lot of times. It's a bottomless mimosa. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, you know, when I when I had my gay mitzvah, we didn't really have a um, chair to lift me out around the room, so we just used a sex swing, like all good gays. It's fine. It's fine. No, um, uh, to be fair, I'm, I'm I'm not Jewish. This joke was uh, we Matt and I coordinated on all our, our Jewish jokes for for the night. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I couldn't be Jewish even if I wanted to. Uh, I'm like, for example, I'm not even circumcised. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I always say I like to think of mine as the director's edition of Dick, <laughs> uncut. <laughs> this is my favorite stupid joke to do. It's just so, <laughs> so so bad, so bad. I love it so much. Uh, no, it's uh, it's fine. I promise. Like I don't, I don't have that many j dick jokes. I, I promise that. Normally, I don't do that. I don't, I don't do that many graphic jokes in general. Um, even though that's what people expect gay comedians to do all the time. You know, just they assume that being gay is just a, a constant game of hunger, hunger hippos. You know, just <laughs> nonstop balls in your mouth at all times. That's gross. That's a gross joke. That's a gross joke. <laughs> no, it's uh, let, let, let's be honest. You know, like just to, I, I try to, you know, to, you know, educate people. And San Francisco is a good place for this. You know, people are very open-minded. I, I, I do want to say that a, a gay relationship is just, is just a relationship. It's nothing more than that. You know, if if it were to be a board game, it wouldn't be you know, hungry, hungry hippos. It would be um, the game of life. You know, just a, a simple game. Um, obviously, as as a gay player, you're way more likely to have a high household income, get yourself a daddy, and drive his fancy car through the finish line. But it's different. It's different. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I I didn't I didn't really get myself a daddy, uh, but I I have been married to my husband for over two years now. It's thank you. <laughs> I I appreciate the sympathy. It's very welcome. <laughs> this tiny tiny applause. It's good. It's good. No, it's uh um now now that we we know it's I, I think it's it's pretty awesome when when as as a gay man when you get a partner it's it's great because your wardrobe just instantly doubles. It's, it works it works wonderfully. Um, 
I think the rule for lesbians is that you get to have twice as many cats, uh, but um, <laughs> not, don't quote me on that. I'm not completely sure. <laughs> it's fine. I, I knew Pam, Pam would, would have liked this, this joke. So not as a lesbian, as, as, a, as a cat person. It's good. It's good. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, you know, now we've been we've been together for for long enough. Uh, my husband and I, that uh, you know, all of our all of our friends are starting to ask us the big question. They're just like, oh my god, like so, like, are you guys like gonna have like kids or something? And uh, we hang out with a lot of white girls. That's what it is. <laughs> and. And you know my answer to that is still like absolutely not like that sounds that sounds horrible. My life is fairly crowded as it is already. I have a I have a cat, a dog, and a husband, and I love them <clears throat> uh, in this order. And <laughs> that's one of my favorite jokes to do when my husband is actually sitting there in the front row. It shows on mics. He, uh, he he he. It's fine. It's fine. He's a good sport for this stuff. Uh, no, I. Um, it's 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 funny. I, I I think I used to be a cat person very much. So uh, my my dog converted me for sure. Like I'm obsessed with my dog now. I think I've I've taken probably twenty five thousand pictures of my dog um, today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, she she's adorable. Her name is Petunia. Uh, super adorable. Uh, if you know. Uh, People think it, we named her after the flower. Um, that's not true. We actually named her after the, the mean ant from Harry Potter. If any of you are familiar, it's a lot more fitting for her personality. Oh, fucking bitch. Um, but uh, no, she's, she's, she's an English bulldog. She, she's, just, she's just so ugly, poor thing. Just, you know, the, the, the whole, like, uh, like underbite, snaggle tooth, outie belly, like the whole bulldog package. She's, uh, she's one of those dogs that she likes. She's, she's so ugly, she's cute. If you know what, what, you know what I mean? Um, which, by the way, uh, pro tip, I found out that that is okay to say about pets, but not about kids. It's <laughs> seriously, seriously, it, it doesn't matter how true it is. It doesn't matter how beautiful inside little Timothy is. You know, the parents will still, <laughs> parents will still get very upset, and uh, you will still get asked to leave that Chuck E. Cheese. It's not a, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Uh, yeah, child molestation is also a <laughs> recurring theme. <laughs> we coordinated our, our topics tonight. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, no, it's uh, um, I I I'm very very much comfortable. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn 30 very soon. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited about it. It's it's fine. A lot of people are afraid of aging. I um, I just I try to take care of myself. I started working out again uh, a little more. Um, I don't really love it that much, but I also don't get a choice. Uh, as a gay man living in San Francisco, you just go out to the bars, look around, and realize that life without abs for some reason is just not worth living. <laughs> it's not it's not a thing. Uh, and which is which is kind of sad, and uh, you know it's that that's how it works. That's how it works. You do you do what you have to. Uh, I um, it, it's funny. I I work out in in the Castro here in the, in the gay neighborhood in San Francisco. Uh, I work out at a gay gym. Uh, it, it's not a gay gym per se. It would have been called a, a yoga studio. Um, but it's uh, well, it, you know, it, it's a it's a gym in the gay neighborhood where only gay people go. So I guess it's I guess it's a gay gym. Uh, it's just. It, it's just really funny to me how it changes the meaning of, of everything when you just put a bunch of gay men in, in, in a room and just have a normal conversation. I, I remember um, this one time I, I was at a fitness class and uh, the instructor wanted to be a little creative, so he just made up this exercise. Um, he told all of us to lay down on our backs and lift our legs up in the air. And uh, I promise this is not going where you think it's going. It's fine. It's, it's a safer word joke. Um, with, with our legs in the air, it, he told us to, to spell with, with our feet the full name of the last person we had sex with. 
panic just starts spreading in the room. You have 25 other gay guys just full of questions. It's like, what if I didn't even ask for his name? You know? <laughs> if there were several people there, do I spell all of their names or just the ones that I actually enjoyed? <laughs> it's like, and how the fuck do you spell Big Daddy 84 anyway? You know? It's <laughs> all right, this is what I have for you guys tonight. Thank you so much. Give it up for Pam. That was lovely. Yeah, it's um, John Doe is what you have to spell over and over. Everyone's just like, John Doe. <laughs> That's what they say. Uh, you're, you were just talking about age, and you, oh, you're going to be 30. Your next comedian, when she was 30, she was like a professional weight builder doing on that. It was later than that. You waited till you were 50. When she was 30, she was friends with Virginia Woolf. I don't know, she's super old, but so funny and so amazing. You guys are in for a super, super amazing treat right now. Put your hands together for Sandra Risser! Yay! Well, let's first get it straight. I am not old, I'm used. <laughs> I am like a classic car, well-maintained, only driven on the weekends. When you start me up, I backfire. <laughs> now, if that's not enough, my hands shake. But it's no big deal, my husband likes it. <laughs> Oh yeah, he gives me caffeine before we go to bed. <laughs> and a couple of ladies, if you had hands like mine, you'd save a lot of money on batteries. <laughs> Speaking of that, I don't understand young women today, their use of vibrators. Oh, back in my day, we used a different device. We called it a man. By the time I was 25, I thought I knew everything there was to know about getting screwed. Then I went to work for Bank of America. <laughs> I have to answer a couple of things. Pam, when you were talking about Jews and the Bible, there is one prayer that we say that the men say, thank you God for not making me a woman. <laughs> True. And I have to get in my Jewish joke. Do you know why Jewish people can't eat, be kept in jail? Because they eat locks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You know, I got a phone call the other day from my daughter's son, and he told me that he had been in this car accident and that he needed me to send him money so that he could get his car fixed and to help pay his hospital bills. Now, why he talked with a foreign accent, I have no idea. But I was going to send him the money. I mean, I am a good grandmother. And then I remember I never had children. Yeah. 
I've been asked, why are you always smiling and laughing? And I said, that's easy. I'm really happy that I woke up this morning. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not sure I mentioned it. I am 77 years old. <laughs> no, I didn't do anything to get to be this age except keep on breathing. <laughs> You know, I never really believed in aromatherapy. <laughs> then somebody gave me this body lotion. It's supposed to help you relax. So I put it on, and I couldn't believe it. It really worked. Almost immediately, my mother-in-law left the house. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it okay if I try something brand, brand new on you all? Really brand new. You know that there is a very big similarity when you're talking about prostitutes and the fast track lanes. Just listen to this conversation. Do you ever use them? Heck no. I'd never pay for it. <laughs> hey. I don't have to pay for it either, but I use them sometimes. You know, I find that they're smoother, less hassle, and they're certainly faster. Well, yeah, but sometimes I like to go slow, so I don't mind not using them. And besides, they can get to be pretty expensive. Not if you know how to pay, play the system. Just say, I, I never pay for it, or at least very rarely. First off, you have to get them at their off hours. What do you mean, off hours? You mean that if I use them when they're not busy, I can use them for free? I didn't think they ever allowed that kind of thing. No, any time between eight and five, you can do it for free. Yeah, but I'm at work then. No, at night between 8 and 5 a.m. I would have thought that was their busiest time. But I guess it makes sense. That way their spouses don't know that they're using up. Hey, and besides that, if you know how to game the system, you can get it for free even during the week or during their regular hours. All you have to do is get in and get out at the right time. <laughs> you mean if I get in and then pull out that it's free? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I do it for over an hour at a time. Well, I certainly don't have that kind of stamina. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. It comes with practice. Oh, there's one other way to do it free. All you have to do is have one of those little green stickers. Well, I've got my green card. No, well, that doesn't quite work. Hey, though. I got a question for you. If you don't pay for it and nobody else pays for it, 
How are they going to take care of themselves? Well, that's easy. The government pays for them. You know, they just collect taxes, sell uh, bonds for them. The government sells bonds for them? Well, I certainly hope none of it goes to their pimps. I think you mean the politicians. That's kind of the first time ever. Needs a little working, I can tell, but had a few uh, laugh points in it. Missed a couple, we'll work on it some more. So thank you for being my guinea pig on that one. I appreciate it. And now, uh, let's talk about weed. Well, I notice sometimes you young people happen to think that you're the first generation to smoke weed. No, you're not. <laughs> it's people from my generation. Lenny Bruce, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. They made it cool to do drugs. Oh, there's wannabes today. Lindsay Lohan, Charlie Sheen. But they're never going to be cool, and I'll tell you why. They didn't die. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I began smoking weed in 1962. B.C.? <laughs> That's before Crank. <laughs> yeah, the old lady knows about Crank. Hey, buddy, let's get one thing straight. I'm not an aging hippie. <laughs> no. As I said, I'm not old. I'm used. I'm like a dilapidated hotel. My facade is crumbling. My plumbing is shot. And we both had a lot of men spend the night. <laughs> But as I said, you need to thank my generation because it's my generation that made it cool to do drugs. It's my generation that gave you free love. And it's my generation that gave you herpes. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of something little short to do. Oh, I've got to do this one anyway. Hope it's not too long. Sometimes when I'm out goofing off with my friends, I can see you young people looking at us. And I know you're thinking, how can you be laughing and having fun? Don't you know you're almost dead? <laughs> and I want to say that's why we are laughing and having fun. We're not going to have to put up with you millennials much longer. <laughs> I call you the wine generation because you're always protesting and complaining about things. And I found out why. That is because the millennials are the first generation that's having less sex than their parents. Uh-huh. Millennials are having less sex than any generation in the past 60 years. I'd be complaining too. <laughs> And millennials do stupid things like they drink water instead of whiskey. <laughs> A lot of millennials are vegans. So if we get this straight, millennials 
are horny, sober, and hungry. <laughs> and that's why they make bad decisions. So I have a word of advice for you millennials. When the police ever stop you and ask any alcohol or drugs, never answer, no thanks, I have plenty. <laughs> now don't get me wrong, I like young people. I really like young people. They taste like chicken. <laughs> and besides that, they're a good source of replacement organs. <laughs> so I say this to every one of you. As the days go by and you get more and more used, every day when you wake up, you look that day right in the eye and you say, hey age, you can take my looks, you can take my memories, but you can't take my virginity. <laughs> the name is Sandra Risser, thank you very much. Sandra Risser everyone, keep clapping, yay! <laughs> I know. The only thing I like about millennials is uh, they play in the World Cup, you know, because they're hot 29-year-old men literally making their goals. Like, they're literally making goals. <laughs> they're kicking goals. It's fun. Like, good-looking young men. Yay! You like to objectify young men still, too, huh, right? What? You like to objectify young men? See the prettiness in their bodies? You like to make some uh, waffles on the Belgian player's stomachs and then eat them off? No. Oh, you're like the arms. I'm into the, I got a problem with the ridges, right? Like the thing, the thing with the stuff and the, oh, Danielle knows what I'm talking about. The ridges, right? Arms. You're into the arms. Maybe they used to be able to show arms on PG-13, but now they show us the ridges. Boom. Nobody? Cool. Write that part. It's this, like, what? I don't, I can't, I make that muscle. I don't even think I have one. Your next comedian, if any female comedian has the ridges, she does. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Uh, she's so hilarious, and I love it every time she's here. She's going to rock your worlds right now. Everybody, are you okay? What did you just eat? Or do you have to? Do you have to swallow? You got it. Okay, it's cool. All right, everybody, Alyssa Westerlund, yay! It's mutiny. I didn't know I was going up, but I kind of figured it. As soon as I walk in here, they're putting me on fucking stage. So I was standing outside smoking a cigarette. Apparently, I was supposed to. So I had some dude coming. Dude, you guys, I got stood up, and not. I not only did I get stood up, I like just not just one time, two times. I got friends stood up too, because they've been here before. <laughs> they don't want to come back. No, I'm joking. Um, no, uh, I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm having a good day. Um, I'm feeling like a bit of a hoe. 
um, just because, you know, getting stand-up. And then tomorrow I got another date with another guy. But he actually, he's showing up because he bought me a pass to Outside Land. So he'll, he'll, he'll fucking be there, right? Like that one I got on lock. So tonight might be like, I'm not going to get any dick tonight, but I'm definitely getting some dick tomorrow. Um, anyway, guys, uh, let's see. I don't wear bras. I don't wear bras. You're, you might not care, but you're welcome. Um, you're very welcome. I don't wear bras. People always think it's because I'm a feminist and I'm making some kind of a big statement, but uh, it's not about feminism. It's about social anxiety. I don't wear bras because I hate eye contact. <laughs> I can, can't stand it. Can't stand it. I don't shave my armpits because I'm busy. Right? And, and uh, boys are always asking me if they can see my bush. I call this the preview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I fuck men, I fuck men, but I hate them, you know, I fuck them, but I hate them, I hate them because they talk, right, <laughs> and I'm 32 years old, and boys are still uh, asking me if the carpets match the drapes, right? still, I was like, well, first of all, I don't fucking call it a carpet, right, because uh, no one should be walking on your pussy, <laughs> like, if people are walking on your pussy, you have a serious problem. Mainly that your pussy is the size of a lawn. <laughs> but straight up, like, no one walks on this box. I don't call it a carpet. I call it a roof. Because your head's going to be under it. Oh, yeah, just sit right on that fucking face. Come on. Well, here's the deal, gentlemen. I did not invite you over to my house so that I could suck your dick. Uh, I don't suck dick, at least not for free. Uh, you're in my house. You're going to eat my pussy. And then maybe I'll let you fuck me. And then you can leave. Or you can leave right now. <laughs> because I have night terrors and I can't actually cuddle with anybody. <laughs> I do do a lot of fucking. This, uh, I hate dirty talk. I don't know. You guys into dirty talk? Is anybody like all about that dirty, dirty talk? I fucking hate it. I can't stand it. It all just sounds super dumb to me. And it's like annoying. It'll immediately, like, my pussy will be a river and then it'll just be a fucking drought. You know, I'm like, what? But because they say dumb shit, like, they always say something dumb. Like, I like this guy. He's cool, but he'll be like, Alyssa, tell me how good this dick is. Tell me how good I'm fucking. I'm like, uh, it's good dick. It's really good. No, like, tell me how good this dick. Tell me you love this dick. I'm like, uh, uh, I love this dick. Oh my God, I love this dick. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Wow. He's like, okay, yeah. Now, uh, now tell me, tell me whose pussy this is. Yeah, tell me who's. I'm like, it's, uh, my pussy? <laughs> No, Alyssa, tell me, tell me whose pussy this is. Oh my God, it's your pussy, it's you, it's all yours, it's yours. And then he just stops fucking me. And he looks me in the eyes. He says, Alyssa, really? <laughs> and I said, uh, right now. <laughs> Full stop. Stop fucking me. Nobody came that night. It was a win, honestly. I like it. <laughs> Nobody comes. If I'm not coming, you're not coming. That's how this fucking works. And I will do some orgasm denial. 
on a motherfucker. It's like my favorite thing to do is just get him like right there and then be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm really tired. Actually, my dad's coming over. You got to bounce. Like, <laughs> whatever it is, you just tell him something and you get him out of your house. It's usually pretty easy. Oh, the easiest way. Here, I'll tell you this one. So I had this guy. I was at his place, actually, and uh, he was giving me this uh, full body coconut oil massage, just like doing the whole thing, like feet to the top of my head. Like, just, I am lubed up, right? Like, I'm just slippery, wet. Woo, whoa, whoa. And I got a full body massage. I'm naked. Like, I know what's about to happen. You know, he just slips his dick right in there. I mean, he slipped the condom on first, right? Because I'm all about that shit. But, uh, slipped his dick right in there and he gets in there and he's just like, oh man, I'm fucking you so good. I'm fucking you so good right now. Oh my God, I'm giving you the best dick. Oh my God, you fucking love this dick. And I'm lying there and I'm thinking to myself like, well, I mean, I guess it's like, I mean, it's a dick. It seems to be working, but I I love pumpkin pie. Like, (laughs) I don't love this dick. Like, you know, and actually, I'm kind of bored. So I just tap him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, I'm bored. And then I just rolled over, put my little whore dress back on, and I called myself an Uber, right? And he's like, oh, wait, Alyssa, don't go, don't go. Like, don't you want to see my art? Like, yo, bro, I just want your address so I can get this Uber. But, like, first of all, that's just the wrong order of things, right? Like, like, like this is, is, like, you start with the art. And then you get the coconut oil. And then the penis, you know? You want the art, the coconut oil, and then the penis. And that's just, you don't deviate. It's art, coconut oil, penis. I need you to say it with me. How do we do this, you guys? We go art, coconut oil, penis. Okay, do not fucking deviate. Anyway, uh, you know, it was just fucked up, man. I, was, I started thinking about it. I was like, if women talk to guys like that in bed, like, we'd never get laid again. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> like, like, I'm just laying there, and I'm just like, or I'm on top, whatever I'm doing. I like being on top of all the things. And uh, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm giving you this pussy so good right now. <laughs> oh, my God. You love this pussy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You love this pussy so much. Oh, my God. I'm receiving your cock so hard right now. Yeah, that would be dumb. Like, dude, that's just like, that would just be fucked. Like, I would like so it's just embarrassing, you guys. What I'm trying to say, it's just not okay. If you want to say some dirty shit to us, tell us just how fucking tell us how sexy we are. Just tell tell me. Oh my god, your pussy is so fucking tight. Oh my god, you're like a goddamn river right now. Like, what is this? Some kind of juice box? Like, what is going on? Just tell me. Tell me how much you you like me. Talk about me. We'll talk about you later. After I come, I'll be like, oh my god, I love your dick. Oh my god, you fucked me so good. Ah, uh, anyway, anyway, but yeah, you. After I come, you fucking idiots. Okay, so I hate men, obviously. Only the straight ones. Only the straight ones. I don't give a shit. Gay guys are rad. That's good. You guys do that to each other. Like, that's fine. Like, I don't know what they do to each other, but I can't. I, I just I just had anal sex again recently, and uh, here's the deal. Like, I've fucked, like, over 250 men. I don't know. My, my, my best friend says I'm lying. She thinks it's 400. I'm like, whatever. Like, it's not, like, at that point, who cares? And I'm like, <laughs> but I've only, like, I've only, I've only sucked six dicks. Like, I know all the, the penises I've sucked, right? Like, I loved all of them. I mean, the men, not the penises. I've never loved a dick, actually. I mean, but, uh, and, and then anal, I've done that uh, three times. 
three times right three times in my life because that is like a big thing you got to prep for right first of all like did you shit already today like second of all did you clean like are you really do you have a bidet like how is this like did you do an enema what did you do like what did you do because if you didn't already do it <laughs> um you're gonna do it right afterwards <laughs> or during <laughs> that's not but no it's just like i'm always scared like i'm like i gotta be prepared for this and also guys are just like they're clumsy about it i'm like if they fuck each other in the ass like this i don't get gay people at all because this is just like <laughs> totally awful you know it's like they just like just and you're like this is a dry butt you're dealing with right now man like first of all get it wet if it's not wet it's not ready yet like real wet like i want you to get that coconut oil like all the way i i need like a thing i need like a some kind of contract like a tampon full of lube or something just sh anyway <laughs> but um, yeah that, oh god yeah i just don't get it i don't get gay guys i'm like they, i hope they're more loving and more considerate with each other so i did have <laughs> i did have some really good anal sex the other day because the guy was you know he had the lube and the respect and uh, man, I fucking came everywhere. It was awesome. But like, no, the three times in my life. So it's like, what I'm trying to say to you guys is that, um, you know, if you're out there and you're in the world and you just get really lost and really scared and you kind of forget what intimacy is, uh, just remember intimacy is getting fucked in the ass. <laughs> Blowjobs too. Uh, maybe that's just what it is to me. I don't know. I could have some issues. <laughs> it could be something I'm missing. Maybe there's something more about more to intimacy. So I hate homeless people. <laughs> well, I can hate them. I, I tried to love them. I fucked a couple of them, but uh, I hate them. I just hate them. And uh, it's like I even let this one guy, Tony, live in my car. My car broke down, and I couldn't fix it. So I just let Tony. It was raining. I was like, "Fine, Tony, you can you can live in my car." And uh, but you know, by the end of the week, uh, he had a dog, a girlfriend, and just a regular friend in, car. in my car. In my fucking crown, or not the crown Vic, the other one, the one that broke down. In my car, they were just living in there. And I was like, holy shit, Tony has more than I do. <laughs> like, I should have just been living in my car this entire time. Like, I don't need anything. But no, what I really hate about homeless people is they're always asking for uh, a dollar, you know? And it's just a dollar. Just a dollar. Just a dollar, okay? That's all you need. It's just a dollar. You need a whole fucking house! Stop lying to people, okay? Just a dollar. You know, you're already at the bottom. You're fucking broken down. Like, don't lie to me. Tell me what you need. Tell me 100% of what you need. Tell me you need a fucking house. What do you have to lose? Anyway, so yeah, they need houses, guys. They don't need, they don't need a dollar. That's not gonna do anything. I, I hate fat people, too. Oh, the fats, sorry. Um, I just fucking can't stand them. They, uh, they're eating all the resources. They're actually the biggest cause of global warming. They are eating the resources and they are drinking all the sweet crude oil, okay? Just fucking chugging it. And, uh, and then they're killing all the ladybugs. They're just stepping on them with their big fat feet. Like, I love ladybugs. These guys are just walking around and they're fucking killing all the bugs. They don't even look where they're fucking stepping because they can't see where they're stepping, you guys. They fucking can't see it. All these bugs are just dying. And they don't give a shit about the environment. <sighs> hate them and then, you know it's like whatever you know people are always freaked out about man spreading but have you ever seen fat spreading it just spreads it just keeps spreading it's like peanut butter in the sun it just keeps going it just doesn't stop and you know you think oh i'm terrible because i hate fat people well they hate me too okay they call me a fucking skinny little bitch and they push me around they're fat 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 
honestly guys i'm just scared i'm scared of getting fat i don't want to get fat i don't want to get fat my brother got fat we've all been a, we're a very skinny family these people these people hate fat you're like i didn't get this from nowhere right like my brother just got fat and now he's not allowed at christmas Maybe that's because he's dating a Mexican. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway, my grandma, she's a really cool racist. She's one of those racists who says, uh, I have Mexican friends, honey, okay? But it is not our job to support those people. So I'm trying to get her to hate the Israelis instead. Have a good night, you guys. Mr. Westerland, hey everybody, you did it. Guys in the front who came and ate your lovely food, you hung out the whole time. They did it. They made it all the way through. We all made it together. Thank you, everyone who has stayed. I am also afraid of fat people. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, it, and no, it's just last week I did a set on eating disorders and it was hilarious because, you know, I'll leave you guys with this. Our first lady, I don't know how to pronounce her name, it's either Melania or Melania. And she's either from Slovenia or Slovakia, but both those countries border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. You know, she's so hungry. She looks so good when she frowns. I'm really excited about the future. You know, she's going to keep frowning. Thank you, everybody, for being here. This has been Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Come back any Friday, every Friday. Tell all your friends how much fun you had. And um, yay, thank you for being here. Bye.
of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Time and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th Annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free, Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. section. Hello there, 
my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays. Yay. For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. (laughs) So badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) And all the kissing is kissing. What is... Flat black plastic. What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat black plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. 
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Yeah, I'm 
much aboard your hand. I put it back on.
Hush, hush, hush.